real estate investors from Florida, Georgia, and Texas. There's a big online event this coming October that you shouldn't miss. Discover new techniques on how to grow your business and thrive in the middle of the crisis in no time. Just simply go to www.realestateiq.co summit and sign up today. Awesome. Okay. So welcome everybody to week number three, a leisure way to success with the right leads. This is number three out of the seven series that we're doing. Uh, the series is called, um, it doesn't take millions to be a queen. Uh, and that's a playoff of, uh, our company's name, uh, the apartment queen. So then this kind of goes over our agenda. Uh, we'll finish up at one o'clock and cover uh, what our sponsors do. That'll be very key this week. Yep, so we just want to show a short video here and uh, show you what one of our clients is saying about Real Estate IQ. Hi guys, I'm here with Jordan at the uh, train event and Jordan just told me he found a lot of success with Real Estate IQ, so Jordan, tell us more. So what we did, we actually took all the data that you was giving us for the low monthly subscription. We took all of that, and what we do is we actually go skip tracing and find deals. This month alone, we closed on two deals that actually came from Real Estate IQ. One was for um, $55,000, the other was for eight grand. So, hey, we're rocking and rolling. Oh, wow. So how much, uh, how much have you made with the system so far? Uh, a lot of money. A lot, a lot of money. Of Even if I didn't make it, I saved it because I had to drop everybody else that I was getting my data from because you just offered the most bang for your buck, for sure. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. And we're looking for more future success from you, Jordan. Thank you so much. If you want to learn how to analyze deals just like us, make sure you check out this web. Our speaker today, Kaylee McMahon. You've kind of already met her. And I'll let her take it from here. Yeah, so real quick. Um, so founder and principal of the Apartment Queen. Uh, it is a capital company. And actually, we may be changing our name pretty soon here to Apartment Queen Capital. But it'll be the same thing. Uh, where what we do is we buy multifamily deals. So currently, we have 720-ish doors, asset center management, um, as general partner, key principal, um, and, and principal. Um, we have a passion for helping others and for creating independence, like I mentioned earlier. And so we always have to remind ourselves whether it's, you know, um, you're calling someone, cold calling someone, whether you're talking to a new vendor, whatever it is that whatever we're doing, if that's helping us on our mission, then we're doing the right things. So this week, everybody, we're going to teach everybody how to effectively find real estate leads. Uh, following the community quarantine, uh, finding leads has never been this challenging, but don't worry, like I mentioned earlier, uh, dang it. Uh, no worries, we'll, sh we'll share with y'all um, being able to find leads from home um, so you can utilize your resources to help you find leads and not have to break quarantine rules. Um, finding deals can be challenging, especially for real estate investors. Uh, to effectively find deals, you need the right amount of knowledge and resources. Uh, to be a successful investor, you need to make sure that you have enough reliable sources of leads to keep your business growing. With that in mind, what I wanted to cover today are a couple of things, three things. Um, so multifamily real estate has a lot of advantages, 
And uh, we're going to go over um, the hard parts of multifamily is finding the deal. That's really, really hard. Um, so this is kind of giving a little bit of a reality of like, I'll give you all the sources we've looked at and used and whatnot and, and what works, what doesn't work. So we will um, understand the importance of sourcing leads to help your business become successful and what to look for. So I'll share with you all, all of our sources we've used. Uh, discover where and how to get reliable, that's key, reliable uh, leads resources. Uh, and then the concept of bird dogs, what that is, why it's important to real estate. So um, if anybody is interested in getting qualified as a multifamily investor, um, you can either drop your email or actually earlier before I went into the full screen, I dropped a link. And actually that is the quiz um, that you can grab that link and use that to figure out if you're a sophisticated, accredited, or what kind of investor you are and what kind of deals you would qualify for. Um, so if you just fill that out um, on your own time or whenever you feel like it, you now have the ability to figure out um, what type of investments you qualify for in multifamily. Um, so it's in there this time. I did, I did it right. So if you want to be a multifamily investor, just check out that link um, and raise your hand in the chat uh, or, or comment if you want to uh, be a multifamily investor and um, we'll catch up on the Q&A. Um, so knowledge of what works for you is really key. Um, so thinking about that, what works for your business model so that you always have to kind of think about like before you just go buy a bunch of leads, like what kind of leads do you want and where are they going to be coming from and what, what's going to work and what's not going to work. So it's really clear like for us to be important or to be very clear on what we're looking for. So when someone asks for like our criteria, uh, you have to know that. So for example, when we're looking for our criteria uh, and this applies to single family and multifamily, not every single one, but um, you're wanting to know your market data. So whether it's single family or multifamily, you want to understand uh, the population growth, you want to understand the income growth, the job growth, you want to understand the, the house valuation growth or, or decline, crime, uh, all those things are really important when you're looking at a market and then a submarket. Uh, and that also whenever you're sourcing leads, then when you've thought through all of this and you figured out what your definite criteria is, it's important to get it as specific as possible, then you can go find leads. Uh, that are targeted in that area so that you know that you'll have success um, with that. Then also uh, the profile of the property, the financials. So that's another really key important thing. Um, so for example, it doesn't, it depends on what you're going after. So each different type, like if you're looking at multifamily, for example, financials are really important um, to get your hands on those, right? So, um, and then knowing what kind of financials you want to hit. So again, um, like if you're in a single family market and you're looking to do like a duplex or a triplex, or you're looking to do something where, um, where you want to look at a pre-existing deal, you want to see the, uh, the property financials and know exactly, uh, what, for example, if it's a commercial deal, you want to know, uh, what net operating income is like your, your target point and, and moving higher, or for example, on a single family or like a one to four family size deal. Um, what would be a good ROI or return on your investment. So you have to then figure out how much you know, cash you're putting up front, how much the loan is going to be involved. Um, so you kind of need to know all these things going into it um, so that you know when you're then searching, you're, you're searching the right market and then you're also searching for the right property. So whenever you're looking at the, the properties themselves, single or multi, you'll, you'll know what your deal breakers are. And then if you're putting your searches out there slash buying leads, for those things and you don't have to search it, but you just filter it by exactly what you're looking for, right? Um, so another thing to know about uh, when you're looking for leads is you wanna know that your exit strategy ahead of time. 
uh, or your strategy in general? Like, are we going to do buy and hold? Are we going to flip it? Are we going to flip the contract? Are we going to, like, whatever your business model is of what you're going to do, it's really important to know your exit because, again, when you're searching for leads, then there's certain um, really crucial markers that you want to be looking for. Like, for me, on a multifamily deal, the way that we do things is we're looking to double our basis. So meaning we're going to buy something at a dollar and then we're going to sell it at $2. So that's really what our target is when it comes to our exit strategy. And so there are certain markets where we can get, we can do that. And there's certain markets where we can't, you know, there are certain markets where, so it's just very uh, important to know exactly what your exit is. Uh, it's the same thing. Like if you're flipping a house, you know, so your timing is correct. Um, when you're buying these leads, you want to time when you think you're going to get a hold of this, buy it and then flip it and then bring it to market. You know, that's just an example. Uh, you don't necessarily, I've learned this the hard way, you know, a couple of times. If you don't um, be a little bit on the conservative side uh, and you're, you're on the, oh, I think we can definitely get it done in three months. I think we can definitely get the loan done in a month. And there's always delays, especially right now with COVID, you know, everything, I would be very conservative about your time frame, but you never want to list a property. Uh, that's single family anywhere between November, December, January. It's just, it's impossible to get anything done. Um, you, you'll get stuff done, but very slowly. So in multifamily, it's the same way as far as lease up. Like you never want to assume that that's the time frame where you're, uh, that's the very end of your, what we call value add period, where you're now trying to watch well, through the beginning where you're trying to flip tenants and things. You don't want to necessarily buy in October. I mean, you can, but the point is, is that you're going to have some slow months there. And so you're going to have to build that into your business plan. But anyway, so you really just need to be very familiar with exactly what your exit plan is, um, what kind of financials you need the property to have. So you can search by those, uh, again, the profile of the market, and then also obviously price. Um, you want to know a, a very clear range of, of what you're going to be buying. So that's also important when you're searching for leads, you know, knowing exactly what you can afford, what kind of loans you have set up, um, what uh, other networks of individuals you can leverage for raising money for a deal, or if you're going to, you know, offer a security, which is what we do in multifamily, or if you're going to do a two-partner deal where you JV it in single family, or if you're you're freaking rich and you can do a basically JV or a tick tenants in common in multifamily with millions and just two partners or three partners, uh, all active. Um, you know, you can do that too, but it's important to know what your price is. And then also, like I just mentioned, the, the lending, the cash access, you want to know because if you're going to be buying a property that is like super cheap, but you have to flip and there's like a ton, regardless, you just need to be aware of like what, what cash you have access to and what, um, how much lending and also what kind of performance the property needs to have for you to get a certain amount of lending from each individual. So I've done a long-term uh, rental hold where it was a, like a minor flip and obviously these apartments. So the lenders want to see a certain level of performance before they're going to lend on it. So it's all different across the board. So reach out to your lender, especially right now in, in the COVID days, I spent this week on the phone with like seven or eight different lenders that are all commercial multifamily. So I can get data from them on capital markets and be able to keep up to date with what's changing on the lending every single week because it's changing often. So know all this stuff before you even start going for leads. Like I've, I've done this in the past where I'm so eager to get going, uh, like way, way, way in the beginning that you just, you just waste money buying leads. But if you're not clear on what you need that lead to be or have or where it needs to come from, uh, it's literally a waste of your money. So make sure you have this stuff uh, really figured out.
So what is a bird dog? So I'm kind of switching topics or as far as like where, where we're hitting stuff because I'm going to lean into leads. Um, but a bird dog, like today, you know, I have people that are, well, actually, there we go. Uh, I have people that like today, I had someone who she wholesales houses. That's her main book of business and she does a really great job at it. But she knows that I'm looking for women to get involved as operators, more women to get involved. And if she can find a deal or if she has the ability to raise money or if she has some skill set that really helps us to go forward, um, then I'll bring her into the deal, you know, no big deal. And then, or we talked this morning and, you know, she could just get a fee. We'll figure that out. I'll take care of her. No big deal. But um, so lots of different people who spend their time either driving around or maybe, for example, for her, what, what happened was they're working with a fund that does single and multifamily. And the single family, she's like, I'm really good at that. I know exactly what they want. I sell them what they, they need. And then, you know, I only look for what they need and sell it to them. And that's, that's that. But with multifamily, it's a lot more complex. And that's your, that's your expertise. So how about this? Whenever they pass on something, I'll send you something um, that isn't listed. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know, so all kinds of different people can be bird dogs out there in the market. You just have to be very clear with what we just covered and knowing exactly what your criteria is. I have like a, a four or five bullet point. I think it's four bullet points of exactly what we need to look at a deal any further, um, which is, you know, the market. Um, what, uh, it, it's different for multi and single family, but for my multifamily, it's what market, um, cap rate range that's minimum and maximum for the type of vintage or, or class that we're buying. Um, the, the age, it has to be the only, the, the oldest age it could possibly be. Um, it's got what we expect our market rents to be. So like what you expect the performance to be on the property, if you're going to look into it further. And then also for us, um, we define how much meat on the bone we're looking for. So for us, we're looking for ideally 70% plus um, meat on the bone, you know, units to flip, capital expenditures left um, to add value to the property with. So anyway, bird dogs that I've worked with in the past have been lenders, you know, so I just got sent one by a lender yesterday from uh, CBRE. Um, she uh, is servicing that debt. So meaning they originate the loan and they also service the debt. And those are the people I've been reaching out to because that bank would be able to keep a full spectrum eye on what's happening and uh, be able to create relationships with those individuals. So, um, and I've created those relationships. This is, you know, in multifamily, it's a super relationship-based business and everybody, it's so competitive. So again, for me, my niche has been with women. And so I'm in commercial real estate women, which is called, uh, the acronym is CREW. Um, and I'm in that group and then reached out to all the commercial lenders that we have in our group because we already have that in common. And you have to like meet certain standards and do certain things to be able to get into the group. And then we have subcommittees that we know each other in as well. So we're just, we're, we're closer that way. Anyway, so lenders, they, they possibly, if they service debt, they could send you deals. Um, contractors, it's another thing. I've had people that uh, were working on like an AC system or uh, working on something, right? And they noticed that the individual that was uh, getting a quote from them was just shocked at like what, what they were quoting. And they were kind of like, well, this is pretty typical of this system. So they noticed a little bit of either uncertainty, stress, uh, or maybe they didn't budget correctly for that and, and or inexperience. And so, you know, something to keep an eye on uh, for me to slowly introduce myself to those people, gain trust, and over time, uh, hopefully be able to rescue them out of a bad situation. Um, but yeah, that was, that was from a contractor, you know, and again, that person that would provide that deal, I would bring them in with me and teach them what we do, you know, because I mean, they deserve it. Um, and again, you have to take care of your bird dogs too. You can't just, 
oh yeah, go find me stuff and I'm not going to do anything for you. You have to take care of people. So uh, property managers are also good. So for example, if you have a property manager that has in multifamily, like a 10,000 unit portfolio, they have their eyes on pretty much every major market that uh, is a good market for growth. And so that's somebody that's going to know, okay, yeah, I've got an owner that's getting ready to sell and they would let you excuse me, they would let you know, you know, so that would be perfect. You get to skip it going to market, which is where the highest price is going to be found. Um, but in the sake of knowing your buyer can close, maybe knowing your buyer can buy in cash or, or, prime, or mostly cash, um, knowing your buyer has experience. And when you have a complex, I feel this myself, uh, you have, your decisions are, are principle based. They're not emotionally based. But at the same time, you know, I've worked my ass off to flip a couple apartments and it's really taken a lot of, you know, stressful days and nights and evenings to get things going the way that they were planning or planned to, to reach our goals, you know. And so when you're, you're choosing your buyer, you want a buyer that you know they're going to do something good for that community. Like, for example, we really like to improve the community uh, activities. We like to, like we did pizzas uh, before the first for a whole complex this last month, um, just because we were trying to be appreciative of them paying for the last month um, and then not making them come together to have a pizza party, just giving them individual uh, pizzas. But um, anyway, property managers can be really great because they kind of know what's going on. Probate attorneys. Uh, personally, I haven't had any luck with this um, because they're an attorney. They have a, a very, um, it's a, a client privilege relationship, right? And so giving any kind of client details is like completely illegal for them to do. So that like a divorce attorney, a probate attorney would be two good bird dogs that you could like have a relationship in common over time. You can't just call them up. I've learned that again, if you have a group that you're part of, like, you know, crew or Dallas Ria or, you know, uh, I don't know, like you're part of like Dallas soup kitchen. I'm just using Dallas cause I live here for an example. But, um, if you have something in common and you meet those individuals there, that's the individual to try to pour, pour your time into and to try to give give them maybe what they need, you know? So uh, a residential broker is also funny, but it's also a good source for deals because um, they're out there usually looking for houses or showing their clients. And, you know, our brokerage has pivoted a, a residential one where we're doing tours still, but we're doing it on an iPad. So we're still out there, but we're just not bringing crowds to different um, places. We're going to like vacant residences and stuff. So like they're still out there, uh, a residential broker or agent still out there looking at stuff in the community. Uh, so if they happen to see a complex that, you know, has deferred maintenance, so meaning things are falling apart, breaking down, that it has high grass, uh, they notice that kind of stuff. They can kind of, you know, let you know. And again, if you close on the deal, you better bring them in or at least financially take care of them. Um, and then again, um, bank uh, relationships. So uh, servicers, like I mentioned earlier, the lenders, if they uh, also service the debt they originate. And then uh, construction companies are also another really good source uh, for bird dogs because, uh, or leads, uh, because they're constantly, especially if they're commercial contractors and all they do all day is work on apartments, they're gonna know when a property is going through a full overhaul or maybe there's been a fire and the, um, the owner is really frustrated because inevitably, like we had a fire not too long ago on one of our properties, inevitably people will sue you. So we have a couple lawsuits being threatened, you know, and we didn't do anything wrong. Nobody was hurt. The insurance will, will pay that lawsuit, but kind of, I hate to say it, they kind of take advantage of the situation, but in, inadvertently that will happen. But the contractors that are working on that will know kind of the temperature of the situation. So bird dogs, those are just a few that I've um, had success with, not yet the probate or divorce attorney, but 
you know, that would be someone, especially divorce, that it would be a quick thing where it's a situation where you probably want to connect with someone with a really large law firm with multiple different attorneys because when you're in a divorce settlement, whether the house gets sold and split or whether that's why I mentioned probate um, or whether there's just a quick change where they have to make decisions. Um, so being in touch with that would help you to be able to uh, be the first one to find that asset. So sourcing deals in multifamily, where? So I'm going to go ahead and be really generous and give y'all a list that I have put together that is pretty much an exclusive list minus a couple that I think really just were crappy for us and didn't work um, where I have been able to source deals. Now um, we're still working on a few of these because we have chosen the route to go generate our own leads, but uh, we're at a point right now where there's certain relationships that we can't kind of make. Um, you, you can initially do, you know, do a Zoom call, you can do a call, what, whatnot, but to actually have the real relationship that you need, and again, multifamily is so relationship-driven that you need to kind of, you know, slow down and have a real relationship with people. Um, we're working on these leads, so, I mean, wouldn't it be nice if I just had a resource for these leads, you know, instead of me being the one that is going, okay, let's be creative, let's find these attorneys in Dallas, let's call those attorneys, let's try to get through there. Uh, front office person, the gatekeeper, you know, it's, you know, we've been working our butts off and I've learned a little bit that it's okay to, to have some help. Um, so here's some good sources uh, that we have gathered from different conferences I've gone to, from other great ideas, things we've actually used. So um, code violations, this is a good place. You can look up code violations by county, uh, depending on what kind of county you live in. Uh, but code, code violators, that's, that's someone that doesn't have their operations tight. And this is, again, the departments. Uh, so meaning that uh, normally it's the property manager's job to make sure that we don't have any code violations um, and to pay for them and to take care of them. Um, but if they're not being taken care of, there's obviously a gap in operations. And usually when there's a gap in operations, there's a gap in other parts of operations, whether it's financial, whether it's their marketing. And so usually the apartment's having a hard time. Um, uh, another good source, uh, city planning and zoning. Um, so if you have a relationship with somebody that is involved with city planning and zoning, if there's a certain target uh, area in your city that you're like, I only will do this suburb and you're very specific, that would be a good resource. Um, but again, that's a longer term relationship. It's not a quick relationship. It's not a quick lead. It's something that's going to take a lot of time to uh, establish that. And then again, be the giver. And so you have to come to those people and say, we're a part of the community and what we're looking to do is improve the community. And so we need you to help us help you kind of thing. You have to kind of give before you get. Um, and then LoopNet, um, this is, this is, I don't know, this is an interesting one because LoopNet, I did find one of my first deals on LoopNet, um, but it was just because everybody passed it up because they were so afraid of where the deal was located. Now, when you underwrote the deal and you looked at it, I mean, it was a cash cow. It was making tons of money. It was really stable it was just scary because of where it was located. And now what's funny is those deals have outperformed everything in our major cities as far as collections, rent payments being on time, um, and actually getting new traffic when uh, units open up uh, because it, that community is very spaced out. It's uh, not as populated as say Dallas or New York or whatever. So uh, there's essentially been one case of COVID in that entire county. So, but the story to say with LoopNet is that, um, we hit it up once a month just to check it. 
But the intent here is to get a hold of the broker that has now become desperate because what happened was their deal has gotten passed up and passed up and passed up. And so they say that, you know, trash is on LoopNet or whatever. And that may be true, but not all the time. But even if it is trash, that's fine. What you get is you get to directly see the broker's contact that has listed that deal. So that broker is going to list more deals in the future. So again, it's about creating that relationship. So it's the intent of emailing the broker and saying, hey, you know, this deal that you have listed doesn't fit our criteria, but this is our criteria. Could we get on a phone call? Now it's, can we get on a phone call? Can we get on a Zoom? Um, and then maybe, you know, if they're willing to, a one-on-one -on -one meeting, I might say, you know, come to my house. Let's, let's sit outside on the porch or something and, and chat, you know, um, but we can't have these big meetings anymore. So City Feet is another good one uh, to get leads from. And, and you, I mean, you got to pay for all these. You get, nothing's free. Um, NAI Global is another one. I haven't used City Feet or NAI Global. I've, I've actually used City Feet for one, um, but it's not like that great. Um, CIMI is another institute where you can find leads. Broker websites, uh, they're pretty guarded. Like I mentioned earlier, you kind of have to like go through the broker to be able to get deals uh, in commercial. So, um, you know, like I mentioned, Marcus and Millichap, uh, supposed to say CBRE, uh, Cushman Wakefield, uh, and there's, there's many, many others. Uh, those are just some examples. So again, you have to create the relationship first before you're going to get any leads. Um, so again, this is just another thing for long-term for relationships if you want to get um, multifamily deals. And they're gonna send you crappy ones first just to test how much you know and to see how, uh, how much your willpower is to stick to your criteria because your criteria has some root in previous success. I mean, we don't just make up a random criteria. The criteria is because of the market being stable, or us having a lot of success doing that same thing in the past. Um, so uh, again, it's, it's challenging, but you can use it. Uh, property management companies, like I mentioned earlier, um, if you can find one that has a large presence, you can you know, call them once a month and, and keep updated, but it really helps if you're already in multifamily and you're already using that company and then you just keep asking them to send you stuff and they will. So again, if you're pre-deal or if you haven't done the deal yet, that's really not going to be that helpful because I've tried before I did and they're just kind of like, why would I give you a deal? Like you're not paying me any money, <laughs> you know? So it doesn't really work if you haven't done a deal yet. Um, talking again to the probate attorney, again, this is a long-term relationship thing. If you have a relationship one-on-one -on -one with them and the, the divorce attorney um, that I mentioned before, I think it's anything on that one. Uh, and then some other sources, Craigslist. Um, so in the current climate of, um, so Craigslist, you can use two ways. Craigslist is one that you can post your own ad on there, uh, basically testing the market and trying to figure out um, for, for rents and seeing how much you're getting hit up. This, it's not a very efficient way to get leads. It's just kind of more of a testing and I can expand on that later if you have questions. Um, but basically it's a, it's a resource. You can find deals on there, but not really. To tell you the truth again it's the intent behind this so on craigslist if you find something that is like i don't know two unit four unit something like that not always but sometimes the person that owns that unit that two unit four unit whatever they also have larger properties so you can again network with those people and try to figure out you know oh, what else do you have if, if you're looking for multifamily um but in the current market where everything's been super competitive and where uh, sellers are able to get their price like way over their price actually uh, in this bull market we've had, they have been listing them just straight up with the brokers, putting them on market. And so there really hasn't been anything on Craigslist. We've been hitting Craigslist up for like six months and it's, it's frustrating. We just dumped it um, probably 
two months ago after that six months or whatnot because we're just like this is a total waste of time but i've been told when it flips to a buyer's market there possibly could be something on there so right right now it doesn't really help um until there's a total flip and, and it's not totally flipped especially in commercial and actually there's no flip at all i'm writing articles currently about this so if y'all want to keep up with that you know go to my uh, website theapartmentqueen.com and it's going over you know different data points and really everything is just slowed down in commercial but in, in single family, it's actually still like still hot. Like we've had, I don't remember the numbers. You have to look at my, my blog, but um, we've had more growth uh, in listing price. We've had more growth in um, sales price. Now the time to do it, an option period that's all lengthened again, but transactions are still happening on a regular basis. They're just getting stuck before closing, you know, waiting for people to do inspections and we just have to, it's slower now, that's all. So, um, Anyway, Craigslist um, doesn't really work multifamily right now, but you know maybe in the future. Um, and classifieds, this has not worked for us at all, but I've been told that it's worked for some other people. Um, where you know if you actually go to the local newspapers, like we have the Dallas Morning News, there's a classified section, right? So if you go in there and and you can set up like an RSS feed for yourself where you can monitor their posts on a regular basis. But we have, we found nothing um, in there that's related to multifamily at all. Uh, there's been some you know cars that have been sold, things like that. But I haven't had any luck with this. But in the past, and this is again, I'm just giving a global perspective of individuals who've told me about these sources that they've used, you know, and they've used it over the last you know 10, 15 years, where you're going through a, mar a market cycle. And and these may be useful in the future. They're not right now. But I just wanted to let you know what all sources are out there for getting multifamily deals besides a broker. So everyone's like, oh, you can only get it from a broker. I'm like, no, not, not necessarily. Um, and then the other thing too is um, for your CRM, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, but I'll just talk about it now. So your CRM, when you're using your sources, uh, well, actually I'll come back to that, it's out of order. Um, commercial uh, window repair, cooling, uh, landscaping in the DFW area or wherever your market is, asking them what properties require the most work. That's a possible source, but again, it's a relationship-based business, and a lot of uh, contractors I've worked with, unless they're actually like a real friend of mine, they, they get excited, and they'll tell you one time, and if they can't close a deal with you, they like stop talking to you, so it's not really like a good, a good source unless you have that friendship already there. Um, again, a residential broker mentioned that earlier. They have uh, the ability to look into MLS because sometimes people will enter in properties that don't know what they're doing, and they'll put in... I've, I've found stuff in there that there are these large properties that should never have been on MLS, but someone doesn't know what they're doing. That's also a good sign that maybe you could be a skilled negotiator and get a really good deal. You know, you never know. Um, HUD, uh, multifamily bank owned, foreclosed, pre-foreclosed, short sale. Um, those are all things that a residential broker would be privy to um, or have a network of people that would be privy to. So if you're someone that's not in the real estate game uh, and you're looking for multifamily deals or even shoot, you know, uh, single family. The residential broker is going to be the person that's kind of pounding the pavement and looking for that stuff. If they are like, there's investor friendly realtors uh, and brokers, and then there's just retail. And so they're very different and the education is very different. Um, if you guys do want uh, access to some, a couple of people that I know that are, are really good, um, all they do is investments. So they help find all these things for someone who's looking for multi or single family because that's, uh, they're the investor friendly realtor. Um, creating bank relationships, I mentioned, uh, just give them, giving them a call, trying to figure out what's in their special assets division. So you can look up, not always, but you can look up major banks on online. You can look up their special assets division, who the 
head or president or manager or whatever of the special assets division is. And then you work on getting a hold of that person and creating a relationship. But again, it takes time. None of this is quick or immediate. You have to, you have to do this. Eviction court's another way. Um, right before COVID hit, I was just tapping into this and it, cause it's really difficult. You have to, um, you have to find out your local court, how they, uh, how they basically, not advertise, but how they list the upcoming cases. And so for Dallas, it's different than other places, uh, but they have like two sub lists and it's inside the justice of the peace. That's where they do the evictions. So the justice of the peace, then they have like an internal department that has a list. And if you pay a certain amount, then they will send you one list a month. This is only for one county, one list. And it's, it's interesting too, because like it'll give you a 60 day spread. So who was on this list last month and who is upcoming. But honestly, it's not, it's not up to date. It's not accurate. Uh, it'll give you an idea because what I was looking at it for was, okay, do I keep seeing the same complex repeating over and over and over again? They're having problems, you know, and so that's an opportunity. But um, again, with, with COVID being going on right now, a 60 day window is not really appropriate. You need something that's updating really quickly. And so this is not a great, um, resource right now, but these are just things that I've used in the past. So back to the CRM, it's really important um, to have a way that you can nurture these leads. So that's the next thing. And I don't even think I did a slide on it. Um, I did. Okay, there we go. So the next thing is once you get, so, so I just basically mentioned like a lot of hard work, right? So you're going to be spending like all your time working your butt off, you know, and not really even getting deals done. This is just a lot of relationship ground, groundwork, relationship building, and sometimes with certain people that takes years, you know, so it's really difficult to get sources or get leads from these sources I mentioned. However, it can be done, uh, but having automated systems to do that is like the only way to make it work uh, if you're trying to do everything by yourself. And again, it's okay to ask for help. And I've learned that lesson over and over and over again. Uh, but once you finally do get a lead, no matter where it comes from, it's really important. So first you start off knowing what criteria you want, what leads you want, what, what, what criteria those lead needs lead, leads need to meet? And then on the back end, once you have them, you have to have a CRM set up. Um, I mean, if you're getting like paying for three leads or if you're getting three leads, okay, that's a different story. But if you want to scale and if you understand the sales model of, I've always seen this where it's, you know, one to 10, you'll, you'll meet 10 or 10% 10, 10 of what you uh, meet or what you originally like start working on. 1% uh, or like 10% will close out of 100% is what I'm trying to say. So uh, it's going to take a lot of leads to see a lot of success. You have to scale up. And so if you're going to scale up, you have to be able to have systems that are going to automatically respond to people that are going to automatically um, make sure that you're, you're getting communication from them if they're, if they're hot or they're actively contacting you, uh, creating notes for the conversation so you have something to reference in the future, and then also having content and having things for those people to keep you top of mind. A CRM is so important. Like I said, uh, reminders, you can do auto postcards. That's something really cool that we have done out of our uh, CRM, but it's not that the CRM is making the postcards. All it is is it's linking up different services and organizing them and then making it trackable and repeatable. So uh, email drip campaigns, that's another thing that you can do through a um, client relationship management system is what CRM stands for. Um, auto calls, slide dials, you can have a VA do it, you can have your team do it. 
it's really important to, um, again, nurture those leads after you have them because every person is different. They have different sets of values, different age ranges, all kinds of things. And so for me, when I do the follow-up portion of it, depending on what kind of thing we're talking about, commercial, the follow-up is more spread out than it is with residential. Because residential, you kind of have to be on it because you almost have to like strike that person's emotions when they're correct or when, when it's the right timing, I guess. So um, you always have to try to hit them up all the ways that people like communication. People like calls, some people like text messages, some people like emails, some people like mailers, like, like physical postcards. Um, everybody's different. And so being able to have a system that produces all those things, like, like if you add in a new lead, then all of a sudden, bang, 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 all four of those things are being sent off at once. That's what you want. And then being able to track how it's working um, and after so many contacts, stopping contact or whatever. So um again uh audio you want to auto distribute clickbait so that's what i mentioned with uh like if you have a follow-up you know after you've contacted them uh, or to get them in your system uh say if they're they contacted you once but you can't get them to get in touch with you again or something it's okay to send them something for free so we have some uh white papers or newsletters that kind of explain uh what's going on with uh their market or um what's going on with um anything that would lend uh, anything that would give them some value, right? So uh, it's okay to get those things, but it's awesome when you have it in your CRM and you automatically, when they get to a certain stage, they just get it. You know, you don't have to ever send it. Uh, and again, auto text, auto responders, um, and then make sure that these things are all in tandemly working, uh, working them down your system. So for us, it's like new lead, uh, lead contacted, uh, lead interested, and if they're not interested, it goes down a different um, set of email drip campaigns. When they are interested, then so you move them forward in a progress, um, and then basically it's automated. So they're being nurtured until they're fully ready to get to you and to do business. So that's really that's really the goal. So you kind of have to work on those systems, and um, there's a few few resources out there um, that I could, I guess. If y'all have questions on that, I could give you a few, like four or five different examples of people that will help create that. I mean, I did mine on my own. I did it, I did it the hard way, unfortunately. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it, but um, I, I needed very unique features. So I did my, my own. Um, and then sourcing deals in multifamily, how? So now I'm going to lead into Real Estate IQ. So I mentioned all of those different avenues or different opportunities that you had earlier to be able to, to source leads, but I, again, explained all of the hard work and the planning and the constant relationship nurturing that you have to do um, on a either face-to-face -face basis or on the phone basis just to create that relationship and it can take quite a while. So if we're at home and we're not able to do that, what's your alternative? Here's an opportunity. I said thank you Kaylee very much for that interesting information. And so I noticed one of the things that Kaylee mentioned was getting eviction notices from the courthouse and you get a list uh, every 60 days. We're pulling those eviction notices as they happen. I'm obviously there's not, they're not really happening at the moment, uh, but they will start happening again because, uh, you know, you can't have non-paying tenants forever. Um, so when that does happen, we'll get them to you right away and we also have an integration with the crm podio uh, so if you have or use podio or if you're looking for a crm that's a good one that can do all those things that kaylee mentioned um 
And so we, you can integrate that with our system so you can get your leads directly into Podio and keep track of them and work them from there if you like. Now, here are the off-market leads that we offer. <laughs> so pre-foreclosures, appointment of substitute trustees, kind of a pre-pre-foreclosure. Uh, sometimes they hit this list four to six weeks before they hit the pre-foreclosure list. Um, probate, heirship, eviction notices, as I said, divorce, loan modifications, because the majority of those fail and we'll probably be seeing a lot of those um, because right now people are in forbearance for their mortgage, but that does not necessarily mean forgiveness. So at the end of this time of forbearance, some of the, some of the banks are going to say, let's do a loan modification. If you can't pay all that back, all those back payments, other, other banks are going to say, okay, your payment's $1,000 a month. I said you didn't have to pay it for the last three months. Now it's month four and you owe us $4,000. And if they don't have it, some of them are just gonna foreclose. Others are going to do loan modifications where they might add it into the loan somewhere else. Um, some of them might add it to the end, which would probably be the best case scenario for a homeowner, but a lot of mortgage companies won't do that. But if they do a lot of modification, that actually increases the payment. And so if, if for some reason they're having trouble making the regular payment, they're not gonna be able to make a higher one as well. So that's a good list for uh, starting your marketing and um, building relationships with those people. Uh, liens, just kind of motivated, um, you know, a signal of financial distress. Code violations, as Kaylee mentioned, delinquent taxes and the tax sale list. These are, these leads are in all categories. So to get our commercial off market list, you have to have our premium package, which actually gives you skip tracing for the majority of those lists. Not all of them, but majority of them come with email addresses and phone numbers already on the list. So you can just dump that into your CRM, start your, your calling, your ringless voicemail, your texting, emailing, whatever it is, your marketing strategy is so that's this is just the real estate iq team um, i'm in charge of the houston area joseph is in charge of austin san antonio and rodney is in charge of bfw so if you go to local events you might have seen them uh steven juan carlos are company founders so to tell you about the rest of what we have um we just rolled out our new community and so I'm going to show you that real quick. Yeah, we're going to cover it. Yay. Yeah. So this is where Kaylee has a, um, Kaylee has a group on our community. So we'll see that, show you that as well. So you just go, here's our, re our website, realestateiq.co and click on community. And so the first page of the community is just the feed. You will want to come up here where your name, <laughs> where there will be no name and sign up for the community. So it's real, real quick, you can do it with your Google account or Facebook account if you want as well. So we've got, uh, we've got a basic feed, kind. Of, so it's kind of like a Facebook for investors. 
Um, we have our marketplace where you can connect with any services that you need, education, funding, vendors, notes. Uh, we have our events page is going to give you a link to all of our upcoming events. So to go there real quick, here's uh, Kaylee's event today, and then you can look through the other online webinars that we have. Um, but then once you've joined the community, if you go here to groups, we have some different groups. So based on, some of them are based on where you live or a special interest that you might have. Um, so we've got deal analysis. Here's Kaylee's group. What? <laughs> I said, there's mine. Woo -woo. There's you. Yep, here's Kaylee's group. So you're definitely going to want to join her group so that you, that's where you'll find the recordings of these webinars, um, as well as you'll be able to ask her questions, get any information that you need. Mm -hmm. So you'll definitely want to join that one. If you're in Houston, join my Houston Deal Finders Lounge. And if you are female, join my Women in Real Estate group right here. So this, this community, as you can see, these numbers are kind of low. We're just getting started. We haven't even done our official launch yet, but we're getting things going and working so that we can uh, launch with a bang. So please, group, right? you what? You can join that women's group, right? Uh, I don't recall. I can, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, please do. All right, so do go sign up, check out our groups, and keep, keep checking back at this. If it doesn't seem like enough yet, keep going because it will, uh, it's, it's going to grow and I think it's really going to take off. Yeah. Here, so, yeah, it's exciting. Um, let's see. I already showed you our events. So, Real Estate IQ offers a deal analysis suite. So, Fast CMA is um, running comps and you can we also have a, a you, you can run comps for commercial properties as well when there are MLS comps this pulls all the data directly from the MLS and uh, so you actually don't even need to be a realtor to run your own comps and it's super fast and easy so we have a couple calculators for you here as well um, I kind of already mentioned our off-market leads. So here, the ones that have the stars by them are the ones that come in our premium list, as well as the commercial off-market leads come to that premium list as well. Uh, we also have County Data Finder, which is another source of finding off-market um, off properties. So you can, this comes directly from the tax records. And so you can pull a list of out-of-state owners of small multifamily complexes. For example, you can choose when they owned it so you make sure it has equity. In some places, you can choose uh, over 65. So homeowners who are over 65 you know, maybe they're going to be more likely to be ready to dump that, that apartment or whatever you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's actually a group that we, we target. Um, cause like you can look it up by either their age or like the amount that of, of what's, what, 
how many years the, the primary lien's been on that property, but it's kind of the same thing because when you're in that age group, usually if you were involved in apartments, you're still involved in apartments and you probably paid off your mortgage by that point. And so actually uh, for apartments, sorry, sorry, I interrupted, but for apartments, no, good. Having, um, being able to target people that are like that. So they may have some single family, but they might also have multifamily too. You know, I have both. So, you know, you never know, but those people, um, you can do a seller back carry with them or basically have them be the bank. So you don't have to take out a new loan. And what you do is you pay them more, right? So then now they're cash flowing every month, a certain amount over their expense that they had. So now they're cash flowing and they're getting monthly income, which they like. And then also normally at sale, there's a big capital gains event where they have to pay a massive amount in taxes if they're not going to continue rolling it into more property, which at that age, they're not. So you're actually doing those people a favor, helping them make more cash flow every month and then also uh, helping them to avoid the, that huge tax gain. So just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Unfortunately, Harris County in Houston doesn't allow that data on the tax records, but I believe most areas in DFW area and a lot of other counties have it. Yeah, so, <laughs> yep, definitely something to check out. So you can, and you can narrow your search by city zip code, even subdivision, if you're looking for a single family. So it's a really cool, cool way to get a list to market to. Um, so that makes our deal finding sweet. The MLS deal finder, uh, this is only for single family, but this uh, pulls up new listings that meet your criteria as far as um, the price range, and you can say, I only want something that's at least 30% or more below market value on the list. So you know that it's an investor property. You can, so you can set whatever criteria you want, and then you'll get an email whenever a new property that meets your criteria hits the market. So that's a very cool thing too, to, to stay on top of the on-market leads. So we also partner with ROI Muse. They have some awesome commercial and residential deal analysis calculators that just make that, that uh, deal analysis really easy. You can compare one deal to another. You can compare different financing strategies. So uh, that's a really cool thing too, and it's really reasonably priced. So if you weren't on before, did not get a chance to request uh, one-on-one, demo we call it a deal finding training but it's really just a demo of everything that real estate iq has to offer and how you can use it to find deals so we also have lots of support so thank you all very much for joining and i hope you have a great rest of your day weekend happy mother's day if you're a mother and we will see y'all next saturday same time same place um going over another set of lessons learned. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you, Kaylee. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.